Hey, everyone. I am so excited to welcome a dear friend of mine and someone who inspires me endlessly, Miss Bozema St. John. Bozema St. John is the Global Chief Marketing Officer at Netflix, the world's leading streaming entertainment service with over 200 million paid memberships in 190 countries. At the beginning of her career, Bose got her started marketing at Spike Lee's advertising agency. She then went on to manage brands within the PepsiCo beverage portfolio before coming head of music and entertainment at the CPG giant, followed by head of global consumer marketing at Apple Music and iTunes, and then went on to serve as chief brand officer at Uber before taking on the CMO role for Endeavor, including WME, IMG, UFC, Miss Universe, 160 over 90. So needless to say, this woman has incredible, enviable experience, and I'm so happy to welcome you to my big launch book event. Thank you. Yay! I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for that lovely intro. I was like, let me brush my shoulders off. Yeah, you should be brushing your shoulders (laughs) off. (laughs) Yes. So thank you. And I'm so proud of you, too, by the way. So thank you very much. Thank Thank you. So I thought... It was perfect in that I have three, I say, you know, fearless, the new rules for unlocking creativity, courage, and success. I have three guests at this event. And so I wanted to talk to you about success because you are the epitome of it to me. So first I want to get into a couple of questions and then I want to talk to you about what success means to you. I would love to hear about your journey because you didn't just stick with one arena, one area. You've been in advertising, technology, media, entertainment, and you have navigated it all so seamlessly. So can you share a little bit about how one does that and how you did that? <laughs> Gosh, you know, the, the thing that comes to me first, because I love analogies. I'm a storyteller. That's, that's what I do every day, right? And the thing that comes to me is like, if I were a chocolate chip, <laughs> which you kind of say I am, if I were a chocolate chip, I'd be the same chocolate chip if I were in vanilla ice cream, if I was in Rocky Road, if yeah. I was in cement, if I was in a Sunday, I'd be the same chocolate chip. So yeah. I think... That very much applies to me in all of these environments. I am the same person inside of every type of organization, every type of industry. I don't try to change myself for the industry or for the company or for the people. And it is how I've maintained some semblance of myself. (laughs) And I think also how I've become successful in it. You know, because it's very hard, I think, to go from being a chocolate chip to a Reese's piece. How do you do that? <laughs> you can't. But you can't do it. <laughs> so the chocolate chip it is. <laughs> but you've had to, even though you've stayed the same, you'd ha- you have to shift in terms of how you storytell to such different audiences and adapt to different consumer behaviors. Mm-hmm. So what equipped you with that skill set to be able to sort of, you know, change it and it's new consumer, new technology, whatever it is you're storytelling about? Yeah. Well, because at the very base of it, there is only one universal truth, you know, which is that human beings, human, (laughs) which means that we connect, we -hmm. find each other, we find the ways in which we connect. I mean, it's so natural to us that we do it without thinking. 
If you ever been in a daycare, you know, I, I, I watched my daughter a lot when she, you know, go to daycare and I pick her up in, in the evening and watch her little connections with people, uh, other little people. That was, that's what they were doing. They were just trying to find the things that they all liked together. You know, it's like sometimes it was the same red ball. Sometimes it was an outfit. Sometimes it was a book. And that's what we as human beings do. We just try to find the connections with each other. I think as we grow older, we mature, we have more experiences, we seem to think that those who on the surface don't have the connection with us, somehow we can't relate to. But that's not true. And that's why, like for me, as I look at my work as the way that I move in between industries, not only am I consistent in who I am, I understand that regardless of the business, that there are connections between us that are true. You just have to find it. You, know, you just yeah. simply have to be curious enough to find it because it's there. It might be hidden under a lot of stuff, under a lot of perspectives, under race and ethnicity and religion and sexual orientation and all kinds of other you know, labels that we've put on ourselves. But there is some connection. We just have to find it. And that's why I, I'm so passionate about pop culture. You know, it seems like such a frivolous thing, but it's not. It is what moves our world. You know, it's what makes us interested in it. Music, yeah. fashion, and sport, and politics even. Ah, dangerous topic to talk about. You know, but it's all of those things are what make us so excited to connect with each other. I love that. I think those shared realities, no matter where you are, people can come to an agreement on anything, even if it's, you know, sometimes I say to my husband, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. No more, no more conversation needed. At least we agree on that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you've had some incredibly diverse roles uh, spanning across your, you know, decades of experience. And I think for many people watching, you know, they're just trying to get their foot in the door. And then once they get in the door, they're like, well, I better hold on to this. But you've never been shy about saying it's time to move. So I would love to hear any thoughts you have of the experience you've been able to take from a role and then how you know, okay, it's time to go bigger and better is on the horizon. Hmm. Oh, that's a really tough one, Rebecca, because, um, you know, nothing's ever really straightforward, is it? What may appear as a maybe nonchalance or strategy, you know, in moving from company to company or role to role has been underlain by pain, you know, disappointment, uh, sometimes bias. It is a, a, just a recognizing for me that the hope that I had for the environment that I was in wasn't going to come to fruition. Right. You know, and that, that has been actually the painful part about my journey um, that we rarely talk about. You know, we always talk about yeah. the successes for sure. And that's what we're talking about now. But I think on the same, on the opposite side of the same coin is the sacrifice, you know, that goes along with the success. And so that's what it's been for me, that the sacrifice of knowing that, gosh, this is not going to work. You know, right. I, I, I right. thought it was, I believed it. I worked hard at it. I'm trying not to give up on it. Right. And sometimes I can feel like failure, you know, like how wild is that? That even though, and, and you get, and right, you read off my resume, it's like move from this thing to that thing to that thing. Yep. There hasn't been one job that I have left that I haven't regretted. 
the need to move. You know, it has not, it has not been an easy decision ever, but you're right in that I have recognized that it was time to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm very good at that. I'm very good at realizing that like, oh, this isn't going to work out. You know, in that six months that you said I needed to wait to do X, Y, and Z thing, that's not going to matter. You know, and that's also a painful realization. But I apply it to so much in my life. You know, it's not just about the work. It's about relationships, too. I'm like, oh, you're going to change? No, you're not. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same skill. You know, it's the same skill. Uh, I just happen to be impatient about my success. I want it right now. You know, and somebody else telling me that I've got to wait six months. Sorry, that's not for me. That's your timeline, not mine. So knowing that and being powerful in it, being confident in it, uh, betting on myself is what has led me to then decide, okay, that's not going to work. I'll just have to go to the next thing and make that work. Yeah. I love a story you shared with me when you were leaving one company. You're like, I tried. I tried real hard. I banged my head up against that glass ceiling and I tried to get people to change and they didn't. And then you were like, I'm out. You know, and I think so many people would hold on or leave and say that they were a victim about it. But you took matters into your own hands and you became cause over it. And you said, that's it. You don't you don't see my value. You don't see what I contribute. I'm going. And I think it takes the power back to you, Hmm. which I love. Yes, yes. Because then because then you are the decision maker. Right. I want to be the captain of my destiny, as they say. Right. I'm not even actually sure who said that, but somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody very poetic said that. Uh, but I, I do. I want to be the one to make the choices. I don't want life to happen to me. I want to be life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to be a victim in my own life. I refuse to do that. And yeah. so, yes, every decision that I have to make or every situation, even when it feels like it's out, out of my hands, you know, we can't deny systemic racism <laughs> or <Nope>. sexism. <laughs> you know, we can't deny those things. And those, those institutions are not in my power. But what I can do is decide that this situation isn't going to serve me. And yeah. what I feel is sometimes defeatist of us is to think that we can never find, you know, the right place, that we will never find it, that somehow that happiness will never come, that nirvana will never appear. But I am hopeful. I'm an optimist through and through, regardless of the situations that I've been in or the disappointments. I'm still an optimist. I do feel like there's a a place for me and that I can make a difference in whatever place I'm in. And that's what also makes me really excited (laughs) when I realize that it's time to go, you know, because it's a very complex emotion. You know, it's not it's not straightforward. It's like there's regret in there. I feel a little bit of failure. I feel some excitement when it's time to go. Uh, but that excitement is not just about what is to come because I'm like, ooh, fresh new page, you know, but also because I do try to make sure that whatever I'm leaving, I have made an imprint. You know, I'm not I'm not leaving anything behind that I haven't made a significant impact on because yeah. Lord knows when I leave a space, I want you to know I was there for sure. And that is why when I'm leaving it, I have very little patience for my own sort of agony over leaving a situation that doesn't work for me. I'm like, no, look, look, you did, you did it. You did something. Okay. You did something. Now it's time to go. So pack up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go do something else. You know, that's, that's the conversation I have with myself. <laughs> I love it. I hope, 
<laughs> I'm going to call you next time I need that conversation. Exactly. Oh. I'm like, come on, girl, let's pack that bag. And I'm going <laughs> to go. Let's go. <laughs> so success, you know, I think success means different things to different people. And it also, I feel, changes, the definition of it changes as you grow older in life. Success to me when I first started was I had enough money in my bank account that I didn't have to call Chase and say, do I have a hundred bucks in there? I can eat dinner tonight. That was like, woo, I don't have to call them every night. And then success became, you know, I could be with my kids and not have to check my email. So I would love to hear for you, what is your definition of success and has it changed as you've gotten older? Oh, wow. What a deeply profound question. Yes, it has changed. It has changed over time, you know, similar to yours and in, in some of the, you know, uh, when it comes to finances, right, or like uh, the responsibilities that you bear. But lately, I've, I have been pondering that quite a bit lately, actually, around like, what does it mean for me today? Like, why do I feel successful? You know, what I do. And it's, it's probably even more complicated now than it was right back then. Life was so simple. <laughs> so simple. It was so simple. You only knew. You youthful, you youthful people. <laughs> oh, if I had known then, you know, that it was so simple. But now success, it's a, it's a combination of things, right? It's a combination because it's also about my home life, you know, my life as a mom, uh, my life as a daughter, my life as an executive, my life as a friend, you know, all of, all of those things together will make me feel successful. And so in my work, it's even less about, you know, putting the points on the board these days, because I feel like I've proven myself again and again and again. Now I'd like to see my fingerprints, you know, and I love that. I like to see when people are talking about something, I'm like, I did that. You know, that, that makes me feel very successful. I feel successful when my daughter asked me for advice. And yesterday she said, oh, you give such good advice. I was like, girl, you know it, okay? That means you're successful, <laughs> all right? Because who knows how long that will last. Um, but I, I think that now you're right. It's, it's less about the mechanics of things that like, oh, I wish I, you know, I, I hope I have enough money to like, you know, pay my rent without having to delay my credit card bill, you know? And more so, and then- yeah, yeah, exactly. And more so about, um, the ways that 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 I show up when I'm not in the room, that's that's mm-hmm. to me now. I love what you said about leaving your fingerprint. It's not points on the board; it's that you've left your fingerprint somewhere. And I think that is an incredible metric for success. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like so many people go, well, I'll be successful when I'm rich or famous. Hmm. And I would love for you to speak about, you know, does that equal success in your eyes? Or are are people going for the wrong goals when they say, I just want to be famous on Instagram or whatever and and have a lot of money? Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that anybody else's metric for success is wrong. You know, rich means a lot of things. I mean, I, I think I'm, I think I'm successful by that metric too. And on top of, cause it, cause it has changed, right? Like we said, it's changed from like wanting to pay my rent without <laughs> dipping out on my credit card bill to being able to retire my mother, you know, yeah. she yeah. doesn't have to work. And that, that was absolutely a goal. And so I feel successful that I've been able to do that, you know, and, and I think there are probably other people who feel the same way you know, who want to reach a certain comfortability in their finances, uh, rich enough to retire my mom and take her on vacation. Damn it. Okay. Like that's, that's, so why not? Why not make that a metric? And yes, famous enough to make change and that people will listen to my voice when I say something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so, so I don't, I don't underplay those, you know, I don't think those, those are silly at all or, um, that those should not be attributes or measures for success. You know, uh, I just happen to think that there's some other things in my life now that I will measure myself against to make me feel successful. Uh, mm-hmm. but those measures are not, are not necessarily bad. I can see the value in those two. I like that perspective because I've always, I've always been like, don't just strive for being rich and famous. <laughs> but I, I think it's, you know what, it's going to go into the, the list of things, right? That Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So overnight successes. I don't know if you get told this all the time, but people are like, an overnight success. I'm like, do you know how long I've been doing this? I've been doing this for 20 years, okay? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> overnight, woo. Okay, there were some long nights back in the early 2000s, I tell you that. that. That was not overnight for sure. <laughs> no. So I feel like there's this habit or this mindset shift that uh, people with who didn't grow up with phones maybe share, and people with phones are like, "Well, it just comes instantly when I when I press it, my, my Amazon, my Uber, whatever it is, right? My Netflix, my career should be like that." So I would love for you to share your, you know, through the the experience and journey you've had on your career, like what. What did you take away from it? And like, how long should people be thinking, okay, it's not going to be an, you know, press of a button. It's not going to be overnight. Yes. Oh, you know what that is coupled by though? Folks who say like, you know, it should be overnight. Also say, I'm going to retire by X date. That is also dangerous, you know, because both of those set you up for failure immediately, (laughs) you know, because first of all, you know, that saying is so true where it's like, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yes. It's so true. It's like the journey is so beautiful. You know, I would not be sitting in the seat I am now if not for the entire journey I've been through. You know, if not for the experiences with Spike Lee being his assistant, 
early in those days, you know, without having sat on the corner of the boardroom where I barely said a two words in a meeting at Pepsi, you know, to sitting at the table negotiating the deal for the Super Bowl for Beyonce, you know, to then moving across the country and going to beats, taking that risk and knowing nothing about streaming music or technology and having to figure it out, faking it till I made it and then being acquired by Apple and having to build a whole new product and therefore understanding tech would not be sitting where I am if I hadn't gone to Uber and had to struggle in the face of a brand that was being beaten every single day and having to stand up and say, no, there's some merit to this. Please give us a chance. You know, none of those things would have made me like, all of those things made me successful. All of those things prepared me for this moment. And so, yeah, of course, there are people who stumble upon me now and like, oh, look, she's just, oh, wow, she's at the top. This is so great. She must have, oh, let's look at her career. Yeah, but all of those experiences got me here. And I think the other challenge on the other side of that, as I said, about, you know, this idea that I'm going to retire by X, Y, Z time is the same reason why I don't make five and 10 year plans. You know, I don't make them because you'll miss the opportunity you know, being so focused on one thing. Now, that's not the same as having goals, for sure, okay? Hashtag goals, we all have them. But having deadlines and having like things cemented misses the mark on magic. You know, it doesn't allow you to be open to the beautiful things that may come across your path that you're like, oh, wait, hold on, that that's actually over this way. But oof, how fun would that be to do? You know, because yeah. you're so focused on a particular goal and a particular deadline that you miss all of the other things that come along. So for me, I think both of those things need to be thrown away immediately. There's no such thing as overnight success because you've got to enjoy the journey. And there's no such thing as a retirement by X age because who said you want to let go of this beautiful journey that you're on? Mm, I love it. <laughs> you just dropped the mic. I wish that was the end, but I have more questions for you. <laughs> Oh my God, that was beautiful. Um, I It really is about the journey. And I tell myself that every time I'm like, when I just get to here, then everything will be okay. Or if I just oh. hit this goal and oh. I'm disappointed every time and I have to remind myself it is the journey. It is definitely not the destination. Yes. So, yes sure. Love that. All right. I have a few more questions before you, before I let you get on with your day. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been one of the hardest parts of your journey and what kept you centered and able to keep putting one foot in front of the other? Because I think people hit failure and then they just say, I I don't want to experience that anymore. And I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, isn't that such a wonderfully human trait too, right? That like, yeah, we're programmed that way. We don't like danger. (laughs) We don't like things that don't make us feel good as human beings. And so, yes, you would have to be, there's something that has to be wrong with you. If you were like, you know what? That looks like it hurts. Let me go there. Okay. And for all those people who say stuff like that, I'm like, you need to, you know, you need to sit down. Okay. And reevaluate your entire life because why would you want to run towards pain? No, none of us want to do that. There's always something that we think is going to be special and happy and wonderful, you know, over there. And that's why we go do that thing. But for me, as I think about, you know, my experiences in my life, I mean, the, you know, the real challenging part of it, which has turned into a strength now, has been my abandonment of listening to other people for advice about my own life. (laughs) Listen, it's a a hard thing to do. It is so hard. 
but it is the best thing. Because what happens is that we get become so dependent on trusting somebody else and not ourselves, you know, that it takes away our own power. I don't think we consider that enough. You know, yeah, that totally. give the power to somebody else to tell you how to do your thing, then it means you don't trust yourself. Right. This has nothing to do with the other person. It has, listen, my mom likes to give me advice. Okay. My best friends like to give me advice. You know, like those people all love me. They have the best intentions for me, but they're not living my life. Right. They're, not, they're not here in, in this body, in this journey. They've got a front row seat to it, but they're not in it. Yeah. And so it has been real. It has been a real challenge to navigate that. Right. Because also people give you unsolicited advice all the time. All the time. You know how many people have told me which job to take, how to take it. They thought I should have done this. You should have taken that job. You should have started your own business. You should have, should have, should have, should have, should have, should have. And of course, those, some of those same people are like, girl, I knew you'd always get here. I knew you would do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, really did you? Because if I had done what you did, I wouldn't be doing this. You know, oh, so that's, that's a real challenge. It takes practice. And I still yeah. have to do it today. I still have to practice it today. You know, just being in tune to myself, trusting myself, knowing that I actually know the best answer. I'm the one who is the most informed. And all I have to do is get very honed in on what I want. We all have that instinct. We all have that intuition. Your gut, vibes, spirit, call whatever you want. We all have that thing. So how do we empower that? Give it a microphone. You know, let it speak to us. Stop being afraid of it. Because we all know what it is. Like, yeah. We all have heard it. So you knew the moment when you met somebody and so something told you, not that one. And yeah. you're like, oh no, but they have, some, there's a long, they have a long resume. They, they're important. They've got a lot of money. They can help invest in my business. They can do da, 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 da. Make me connections. No, that wasn't for you. Okay, you should have listened. But you ask somebody else their advice and you're like, oh yes, that person, they did well for this. They did well for that person. They did this business well. They did that business well. And guess what? They were wrong for you. So how about that? Yeah. And and for us, it's like we we don't give enough enough value to ourselves. It is the challenge of our humanity, you know, that that we have stopped listening to ourselves. Because I think if we did that more, first we would we would for sure find more success because we'd be listening to our own destiny, and we'd be for sure happier in that success. Yeah, totally. I love it. I cannot thank you enough for being here with me today, for sharing in my exciting book launch, Fearless, and for giving such incredibly wise, sage advice that I hope everyone listening is writing down. I hope you have a notebook and you've written all of what Bose has said down because you will find success through it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. And I am incredibly proud of you. I'm so, so happy about this book. And I'm, I'm incredibly honored that you'd invite me to talk about it. So thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. I'm Barry. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to head over to RebeccaMinkoff.com. Show your love and support for the brand. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for another. And also don't forget to try my new fragrance. Again, it is available at all Nordstrom, Macy's, Scentbirds, and Birchboxes, as well as our site.